Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama, episode 9 of Survivor 45. Matt and Jared here. And Jared, with Thanksgiving tomorrow, as we record this at least, I'm going to do a little original idea and say something I'm thankful for. No one ever does this. I'm thankful for this cast because this episode should have sucked. And I, to my complete surprise, actually kind of liked it. Hmm. I'm guessing you feel differently. But let's see if I'm surprised. I am thankful for all of the actual good casts that have been on this show. So I know what one looks like. That sounds like a shot at this cast. It is. You know, I, I'll take I shots. Thought we, at, I thought we liked this cast. No, I don't. Is I that like new? A couple, I don't think so. I, I like a couple people, but like all the new casts are weak. The, one of my biggest rants is that no one funny ever appears on the show anymore. Yes, that's that's true. I, I thought we were in agreement that this cast was good. I don't like it. It's just boring. There's no one like there's like Emily and Caleb were. I mean, Caleb was compelling. Emily is interesting, but like. Even the even the more strategic players like Drew and Austin just don't really do a lot for me. Okay, interesting. I had the complete wrong view of how... I didn't think you loved the cast, but I thought you you liked it. I mean, it's not the worst post-40 cast that there's been. So Is it, is mean, it the best post-40 cast? Um, I'd, you? I'd do the Cody and Jesse season. Okay. Um, I mean... Maybe after that, yeah, I'd have to go back and look, but maybe the, yeah, maybe second best. Okay, interesting. Well, learn something new about your friends every day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I would that's have what I'm here for, though. Eight plus episodes into this season, I would have known that, but no, what can you do? Um, what can you do? I mean, you do know I'm the glass half empty guy, though. Only half empty? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes. I know that's the phrase, but it, <laughs> but it feels like it'd be glass like three quarters empty. Is this the one time where glass half empty is the optimistic way to look at something? No. Hmm. I mean, Next if it point. was, if it was, if it could be more than half empty, and I'm thinking it's only half empty. <laughs> Okay. And maybe it's optimistic. All right. There's there's a good spin zone. There's a good spin. I like that. But we we speculated last week about the next time on preview where it said where we saw probe saying all three lose their vote or something like that. And it was that, but it wasn't just an automatic loss, which again marginally marginally better is that they had the chance to earn the vote back so they didn't make the worst possible decision with the twist just very 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 close to the worst possible decision um and i think it's one of those things for me where the episode i'll even say succeeded completely in spite of itself that they got so lucky with how the vote breakdown actually happened with who lost a vote who had a vote and who got voted out that I, I feel like this is the type of episode where like a fan favorite, like if Caleb had still been in the game, who's not in any danger goes home here because of the dumb twist where their allies can't be there to, to save him when, when they would have in a normal situation that had all the votes been there, it probably would have been Kendra anyway. So the twist sucks like that. It unequivocally sucks. 
the the loss, the three people potentially losing their vote, three out of nine, a full third of the of the players left losing their vote is 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 just not okay. So they got completely lucky with with how it all shook out. Um, and I hope they don't take the wrong lessons from this, which they probably will, and say, oh, this was a great twist. It worked out great for us. When the twist didn't really have an effect on the ultimate outcome, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, when the ceiling outcome of your twist is that it didn't matter, <laughs> like, that's not very good. That only works on, like, really small, inconsequ- inconsequential twists that there's there's there to maybe have have a little fun with the game. I, I swear we had one of those a season or two ago, but I'm completely blanking on what it would have been. But when it's, when it's presented as this huge, like, okay, say, say at the auction, there's in some iteration of international survivor, there's a, there's a a prize you can win at the auction where you then win a part of everyone else's item that they, that they, that they buy. Like that's, that's a fun little twist. It doesn't affect the game at all. At best, you have a little fun moments as allies and enemies have to share share things with each other. At worst, it doesn't really add or take anything away from the game. That's fine for that kind of twist, but for something like this, that's going to directly affect the vote. Like you said, the ceiling should not be nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't know if I was pulling for this or or rooting against it. But I almost wanted them all to win back their votes. So like the entire point of the episode would have just been a waste of time. <laughs> like, like, yeah, everyone shows up. They all have their votes. So they vote. Yeah, that 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 would that would have been even even better because I think the result would have been the same and it all would have been for not completely for nothing. Um, but before we get into that, because there, there were some fun things that came out of this. Um. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I that we'll get to, but yeah. we'll as we always do, we'll head back to the beginning here. Um, Jake is just beside himself back at camp. I, I I love this dude. Like, you have to like Jake. Yeah, I like Jake. Okay. Yeah. Good. That, at at mean, least at least there's that. I'm I'm uh he's growing on me. He's really come on these last few episodes, last few weeks. I mean, he knows how lucky he got, and he says, you know, he knows how out of the loop he was he says i wasn't even left in the dark i wasn't even left in the same dimension yeah yeah like that's this this guy this the, guy has become tv gold yeah that's the kind of uh like <clears throat> authentic non-scripted like it it could have been scripted but like it sounded like you just kind of thought of it on the spot yes yes um there's another gosh it's it's several quote, scenes though. away. There's a there's a there's a, a confessional in a future season of Aussie Survivor where the get where that someone messes up what he says, and then he says it again, seemingly thinking production was gonna then cut out the first part, and then they show both parts. <laughs> That's so great. It's it's incredible. Um, so like it's possible they gave Jake a couple takes at something, but whatever happened, who cares? Because the result result was great. Um, we actually get some some introspection from from Bruce here. Um, so he lost his closest ally in Kelly, and then he learns that Kelly was gunning for him, which is the truth, or if not actively gunning for him, not opposed to voting for him. But at this point, it's kind of all the same. And I think it was D, yeah, D, who tells Bruce that Kelly thought he was overbearing, that the phrase she used was she felt under house arrest, which is. <laughs> that's a tough pill to swallow if, if you're Bruce to hear that phrase because I mean D maybe needs to work on bedside manner a little bit I don't think D but... gives gives a shit about what she says to Bruce <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think uh, him or anyone really <laughs> um, so yeah she's alright too um, I but... think quick tangent here I think a lot of these players are really solid I'm like if you're thinking of like an ideal cast, I think a lot of them are really solid, maybe secondary characters, but they're not really made for lead characters. If that makes sense. Yeah, that they're they're yeah. good additions to the cast, 
but no one, no one here on their own is going to carry a full season through. Yeah. It's just a lot of solid people. I think. Yeah. I'd say even like B minus. Not every, not every cast can be, can be a a 37. No, I, I just mean like, like the tier of player, like there's a lot of like B minus type. Oh, sure. Not like yep. the cast, you know. I'm not oh, gotcha. Saying. Yeah. But yeah. So Bruce, he's got some thinking to do, and it seemed to be that he tried to take a step back and lay lay off the gas a little bit, if you will. Um, but we'll see if it sticks because it seems like he's Bruce is Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Like. That was I. I did enjoy um, what they did with that. Like, actually, kind of showing him have some like development. Um, he's always kind of been like the same loud, boisterous guy. Like, kind of funny stories with him, you know, getting immunity and like mismanaging his like, well, not even trying in the auction and just like things like that have kind of become Bruce's character. But now. This is this is actually the kind of stuff that I find interesting, not just like the goofy stuff. Yeah, when you so, see a when you see a player, I mean it's it's a less funny version of the coach and Tyson talk. I was I <laughs> didn't know which one of us was going to go there first. <laughs> I mean when it's when when those two are involved, it's ninety nine point nine percent guaranteed to be the less funny version of it. But it's a it's a good kind of equivalent example of it. It's it's a guy who's a little over the top, a little boisterous. People are a little annoyed with him. And then someone comes in, gives him the gives him the cold hard truth and Tyson does doing it as only Tyson can. So D's D's doing a, a decent enough Tyson impression in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I was about the moment though. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Great moment. Um I think a little more serious than than the coach Tyson because we have Tyson saying, don't tell your stories. Nobody wants to hear them. <laughs> don't wear your feather to tribal council. People don't take you seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was kind of like he Bruce like got a little bit uh like sad and just like it like the whole vibe changed. I don't know. The moment I was thinking of was like if you're familiar with the friends episode with fun Bobby, uh, Monica has a boyfriend who's like always like the life of the party. And then it turns out that like, he's just an alcoholic and they tell him to stop drinking. And he's like super sad and like boring. <laughs> really boring after that. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what this felt like to me. That's a hilarious example. I yeah. love that. I love that. Well done, Jared. Thank you. Uh, pop culture is kind of my thing it's it's known that's the thing that's known most about you is how much you love love pop culture and just invested in it yep you didn't even know who travis kelsey was until you started dating taylor swift no no i don't watch football i'm more of a tennis guy smart uh kendra is also crushed that kelly was voted out but she had what i thought was maybe her best moment of the season which isn't saying much but it was it was nice to see where she is sad, but in the moment she's able to realize how that could benefit her. That she knows Kelly was a threat to win, and Kelly's out of the game, and she didn't have to do it herself. And if she gets to the end, which you know, spoiler again, she doesn't, but if she were to get to the end, Kelly's a likely vote for her. So I I, I love when players are in that kind of position. They just they just get crushed at tribal, but they're able to kind of flip back pretty much right away. And this is the same night and realize how can this benefit me? How can I put a positive spin on this? And she made a really good point. And so it it was, it was cool to see someone who I wasn't that impressed with up until this point, make that kind of realization. Yeah. The, uh, the contrast between the foresight here and then uh, her moment at tribal (laughs) council. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) <laughs> that ex- that exchange might be my favorite moment of the season so far. Yeah, it was great. Incredible. Um, so the re before they kind of set their sights on who to go after next. They they th- they're thinking between three: Bruce, who has an idol; Jake, who is just openly scrambling to find an idol, and he's just who knows who he's with right now. It's kind of nobody. And then Kendra, who for sure at this point 
will want to get someone from their their group out. So get you before you get me type of deal. I mean, and then what I was thinking is conventional wisdom would say these four need to turn on themselves at some point. But through nine episodes, they're they're looking pretty strong. Now, the previews for next week, I don't know if you watched it, hinted at some inner inner turmoil, but you can't put much stock in preview necessarily. But right now they're looking pretty strong. Yeah, we uh I wonder if it's like making a comeback, you know, because last season uh didn't like Jam Jam and Carolyn and Carson like that trio just kind of like rode their way all the way through together and yep. it's kind of happening here. So who knows? Maybe this is a throwback uh few seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and with if if Emily is their fifth, they have the majority here on out, but she's already yeah. kind of looking to yeah, man. She that was a ballsy <laughs> wow. Because I mean, she, she goes up to as this we're talking about, she goes up to Drew and Austin, or yeah, right here, and kind of says, you know, what if we put or what if the other group put some votes on D? And like she went ballsy, but she still kind of held back a little bit by yeah. saying, What if they put their votes on D? So kind of softening the blow a little bit, not saying I want D out. And Austin and Drew did not do a great job of saying we we like of just kind of lessening her fears. Um, the the point Austin made is that 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 D is a big threat. She's kind of being a shield for us right now is a fine point, but they just communicated it terribly. They both yeah. kind of they both kind of hesitated, but kind of like sheepishly around. And he goes, "Well, she's she's making a, a a big shield for us right now, which which is good." It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Emily is just thinking to herself, like, "Oh, great, so they're in." <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, "Okay, uh, well, I know we're close." Like, it's 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 got to be a tough spot for her because I think she knows that the three of them are close. She also knows. Those two are very close with with D, who's close with Julie. So she's in a tough spot. She's got two really close allies for her, but it seems like they maybe don't view her as closely as she views them. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And then here the tribe the tribe receives tree mail, instructing them to divide themselves into three groups or into thirds. Uh, so they, they go with D, Drew, Jake, Austin, Emily, Katura, Bruce, Julie, Kendra. What would you do in this situation? If you're if you're on Survivor, you're in you're in camp right now, just like this. Would you try to push for a certain way to divide the divide the tribe? Would you just kind of let people do their thing and sit back and take what you get? How do you think you'd approach it? Uh, I'd probably be like mildly opinionated about making it balanced. It's it's tough because like like Katura sent your confessional is like we don't know what this means like you don't know if you want people you're close with or maybe you want someone you don't like in your group maybe I want me someone I like and Bruce because yeah because as Julie says which I hope she didn't give production an idea when she says maybe each group will vote somebody out <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I think you have to think about that or. Yeah. Or like, yeah. or like the losing group goes to tribal on their own and votes one of the three out. Something stupid like that. You kind of have to think through those possibilities. Yeah. So and more really specific- no. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say more specifically. Like, I I would want, I would be of the opinion that at least the group should appear somewhat balanced. But like, if there's a way, uh, there might not even in certain circumstances be enough people in the game on your side to make sure you have the majority in all three groups. But like that's, that would be a, a big priority too. like at least make sure it's like two to one, two to one, two to one. I don't know if I'd want all three of like me and my two closest allies in the same one. Yeah. It just, it would just feel a little too comfortable. Uh yes, comfortable or risky because like it's a kind of an all or nothing yeah, proposition. Yeah. Um. So with that in mind, Jul- Julie and Austin talk. He gives her one of the idols. Um. So in case 
something happens spur of the moment um that she needs it for she'll she'll be safe um because with with julie or with bruce and kendra she's in that bad scenario she'd be the the first one she'd be the one to go for sure so we get to the immunity challenge and it's gonna be running three stages and at each stage someone some group is eliminated and then at the last stage they turns into an individual challenge they've done this type of thing before i i don't mind this as you know, twist notwithstanding, I don't mind this at, at all when they do this for a challenge. You run it as a group, winning or final group standing goes to compete in the individual for one immunity. No problem with that. Stop there. You got me. I'm good. Just leave it alone. No more. Then they add two really dumb twists. The first is what we talked about before, where the the, the first team eliminated loses their vote they'll have the chance to earn it back. The second is the, the whichever group of three, excuse me, makes it to the final stage. Those three get to go on reward. I hate that. Yep. Let the winner pick. There's no, <laughs> there's no chance for drama. Like this is how you get shakeups is someone gets salty because they didn't get chosen to go on some, bogus reward so they turn on someone who was an ally or someone gets picked so all of a sudden this they're this person's best friend now it eliminates all of all of that possibility well yeah you want to try and and take as much choice out of the player's hands as possible (laughs) that's i mean that's how all the tribal councils have gone they're like oh yeah you want to vote 11 different people out well how about we make it six huh We've like, always said the game is much more interesting when the players have no control over the game. We've al- we've always said that. Give them fewer choices. Let let the path be straight straight down. They can only go one way. We we, yeah. we love that. Even make sure that like the people you want to find the idols find the idols. Like I don't know if you uh, remember the the Karishma thing. Um just like stumbled across an idol like right out into the open and just like that, I don't know, started to feel a little bit uh, manufactured, but reference reference didn't hit. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. We'll see. We See, now I'm not sure, because we were clearly joking. Give players choices makes the show a thousand percent more interesting. Uh, agreed, yes. Do you actually think the idol was planted for her? Uh, it was It was suspiciously timed uh, for like the maybe least inquisitive person on the season to find the idol like super easily. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to point fingers. I've never bought into the production favors people for idols, but it could happen. I just never bought, I never bought into it. Yeah, no, I'm, that's just kind of a one-time thing that, that I wanted to, bring back since uh, I don't know if we've ever had a Karishma reference outside of when we covered when we went through each you know our season rankings we probably have not had a Karishma reference yeah yeah it's all Man, Nora she got <laughs> Karishma got such she got such a rough draw it was tough it's tough at it she seems perfectly lovely but nobody yeah. wanted anything to do with her I cut my hand. no one gives a shit yeah oh I, that was bad too yeah, yeah, it's all that, coming back. It wasn't just like a little like slice. That was like a cut, cut. Yeah, yeah. She was like slicing something, and it turned out to be her hand. <laughs> oh man, oh yeah. that was that was good. Okay, but, well that's what I was looking for. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. On the same page there. But yes, um, not giving people the chance to choose who they go and take on reward is is dumb. Although this reward was hilariously bad. It was incredible. Um, oh. So anyway, <laughs> we'll get we'll get there <laughs> in a second. Um, the other issue with this is if Julie had wanted to, she could have just sat down and not done anything. Those three would have potentially lost their vote. It wouldn't have affected her at all, potentially. Bruce and and Kendra, they're two targets. Neither could have won immunity. Neither potentially could have their vote. And there's nothing stopping Julie. She's in the majority. Who's she going to piss off? The people in the, mi- in the minority? Who cares? Now, it would take a certain type of player to actually do that. But the fact that it can happen, that you can lose your vote 
through complete, like when it's completely out of your hands like that by another player's actions, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to, I mean, I would have loved to see Julie do that just to see the dynamics there between her and Bruce Katura and those two, especially their reactions or not. So not Katura, Kendra would have, would have been great, but Julie's the wrong player. To, I don't think anyone on this season would do that. Oh, don't have any Henry's here. <laughs> Look at you dropping Oz references. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. She's I'm neutral on Julie. Like I, I think, um, that she does add like she adds to the show more than she like just exists you know um mm-hmm. and and i i wouldn't say there's a zero percent chance she would think of that but i feel like that's like it's usually a guy throwing the challenge because they're just like overtly aggressive and like maybe not as like thoughtful out like, how could this affect me? Yeah, I could see her thinking of it. I don't think I think it's a zero percent chance she would actually do it uh, without someone like pushing her. If like if they had a chance to talk before, and you know, D and Drew and Austin are saying, "Oh yeah, Julie, just do this. You'll be safe. Just do this. It'll better for the whole group." Then maybe she would, but I don't think she would do it on her own. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I had not even uh, considered that before you brought it up, but would have been a good idea. Uh, but then, so Austin, Emily, and Katura are eliminated first. They'll be going on the on the journey to hopefully reclaim their vote. Okay, first off, uh, challenge challenge observation. What was okay? Never never mind. I think I think part two is actually what I want to talk about. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go over each, each okay part. I don't think so. What, I, let me go of? on my rant then. I Why? Why does everyone throw the ball in the top ring and then the bottom ring and then the middle ring? This, that. So the the way the the second stage is you have three balls, you need to throw them onto small rings, right? And the way they're staggered is that you could, if you have a ball in the bottom ring, you can throw it at the top one. It could, it could fall and hit that ball and knock it off. Both tribes did they go bottom top or top they went top bottom they both had the middle the top one yeah you go you go top middle bottom should be clear as day theoretically it should be hardest middle easiest anyway but it's also the smartest thing to do it's the only thing to do from an intelligence standpoint because no one luckily no one actually knocked their ball off but that bottom ball for both tribes got hit a couple times. It got hit and and, and Jake it actually up. launched one into the top one. Oh my god. That, that was point. that was war dog level on athletic right there <laughs> when I saw that. Oh man, just imagine if they would have had to get the top one in like with the other two on there. I mean, this is oh gosh. I mean, for both tribes that actually or both groups that probably went about as well as it could, like where they didn't do anything super embarrassing. But I, my mind was blown that like no one knew to do that. Cause the thing is, it's not like, okay, you, you know, like, like the game, the, the game ladder ball where you, you know, like the, the yard game, it's got like the three rungs and you throw the tethered ball and it tries to wrap around the rungs. Uh, now it's starting, it's starting to come to me a little bit. So like in that one, you can hit the top rung. It can fall down and catch on the second or the third. That makes, you can't really do that in this challenge. Not like they went for the top. It bounced around. It'd be so unlikely for that to happen. Yeah. That you have to be going for the specific rungs and how you wouldn't just say, Hey, let's be very mildly smart here and realize this, the only Strategy here is to go top, middle, bottom. Neither yep. did it. Hilarious. Nope. All for I, two. I wanted someone so bad to knock their ball off. Like I love when people, when that happens in challenges, when there's a completely preventable mistake, yeah, and they just make it. Yeah, blatant tactical error. Yes, leads to pain. <laughs> uh, but in the second stage, Bruce, Julie, and Kendra prevail, and at the end they go to. Um, 
but they've done this before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff said, and Jeff was actually wrong about this. So they're holding their hand, arms outstretched, fingertips on plates. And Jeff says they've done it twice before. Man has never won. One, saying that man has never won when it's been done twice. I mean, technically, not it would, a, it would not be a true, huge claim, but not a huge claim. But also, Kyle, Kyle Jason, the best bounty hunter in Southwest Michigan. Oh, no, not the best. Top 10. Top 10. He he won. He won this challenge. So he he's wrong. I can't focus. I can't focus. You just uh that's one of speaking of great quotes ever on Survivor. <laughs> that's gotta be a top ten quote about being a top ten bounty hunter. Top the bounty hunter in the world, in the country. No, in was it was it was it southwest? Southeast. I think it's southeast Michigan. Southeast Michigan. It just got funnier and funnier. It's like southeast US? Southeast. <laughs> No, just <laughs> how many bounty hunters are in Southeast Michigan? Like 12? Uh, upwards of double digits. Honestly, like there might be 10. Yeah. Yep. Just another Most of the only ones that make it, you know, you got to be good. If, yeah. So if he got himself against all the failed bounty hunters, <laughs> then he could be like top 10 out of a few hundred potentially. Yeah. People just aren't cut out for that kind of work. Oh, uh, good stuff. Well, anyway, he won. He won that. He won that one. Good stuff. Um, and this one, Kendra drops, and it's, so it's Julie against Bruce again, and Julie drops again. Bruce wins immunity again. Now it seemed like Bruce was not. The, I mean, he was a target, but it seemed like Kendra was maybe the target now. But still, one target. Off, I mean, one target off the table. It kind of made Kendra the target. Um, let's see. Pre-tribal, nothing really at the the middle camp with D, Drew, and, and Jake. Um, they want D and Drew want to go Kendra. They're talking about maybe playing the idols if they have to on on D and Austin. But of course, they can't really strategize in full until Julie comes back and Austin comes back and they know who has a vote or not. Um and they're talking to Jake, it's normal stuff. At the sanctuary. Survivor Sanctuary. This reward was hysterical. I'll let you take it so away. They they won rotisserie chicken. And you hear that when Jeff says get a reward or rotisserie chicken. You're probably thinking they're going to be like three or four chickens there. They're going to have salad, maybe some breadsticks, some fruit, some chips, wine, maybe. <laughs> get to the sanctuary. It's a single rotisserie chicken. <laughs> no plate, no utensils. No sides, nothing. Just one chicken. Yeah. I'm like torn. I mean, it's it's funny. Like if they were going for funny, I I understand that. But like the the rewards are like a little insulting now. Like if they're going for funny, they fail because they didn't they didn't focus on that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And it's not like the rewards have, have been they, they, I mean, they've been smaller since 41 started. Like, that's just been a thing, which is Yeah, fine. this was just like, it's not in the budget. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, this was like conspicuous. We blew it all in the extra extra tapes for the 90-minute episodes. Yeah. I, yeah, just not a good look. I it mean. Was, and have I, have I shown you the picture of the reward from Survivor South, or not South Africa, Survivor New Zealand? With the chocolate? No. So they they gave... A, it was a reward literally of just chocolate, right? And... um, It was in a Ziploc bag out in the jungle. And that was literally the reward they gave them. So by the time... Just melted and disgusting. Yeah, they literally gave them... That's kind of bright. I'll, I'll text it to you. Okay, but it's literally just a bag of melted chocolate. By the time they get they get it to them, it's hysterical. I mean, uh, Survivor New Zealand season one was probably the lowest budget season I've of any Survivor season of any iteration. Um, but again, they didn't mean it to be funny. But that one had no result except being hysterical because they say here's some chocolate. 
It was show in a Ziploc bag. What else is it going to do out in the jungle? <laughs> this is, out. I'm looking at this now. This is so much worse than I thought it was going to be. It's like only like 20% of the bag is full too. I thought it was going to be like a packed bag of melted chocolate. But like they this, threw in like five Hershey bars and it just melted. This looks like something I would not want to consume. Yeah, so they're they're going in. They're just like dipping their hands just in like chocolate, like chocolate sauce, basically, just like <laughs> licking it off their fingers. Wow. Well, maybe that'll be next week. Incredible stuff. Um, but as is tradition at reward, they talk about who they want to vote out, and Kendra. This was talk about Emily making a bold move. This was. I don't even know. I think just stupid is is the way to put it. Kendra asked Julie about voting on a Reba member. <laughs> like, what? Shoot your shot. That's that's yeah. like that's like someone just like pulling up from half court just for the heck of it. Yeah. Just for no reason whatsoever. It's like, oh, we're we're down by 15. I'll just shoot from here, save some time. Get off from your shot clock. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's exactly what it would be. That's like, I mean, she was down big and uh, played fast and reckless down big. Yeah. And so, of course, I mean, I thought Julie handled it well because it would have been completely within her right to be like, no, like you're you're completely dumb for, for saying that. But she says, well, what about Jake? Easy compromise. She actually does want him out. So if it ended up being Jake, she wouldn't be she wouldn't be upset with that whatsoever. And Kendra goes, yeah. Bruce goes, yeah. Um, so Julie now has has two two options. She knows Jake is a possibility. And whatever the rest of the, the Reba want to do is kind of the option option two. But just just hysterical that Kendra went for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's times where like you recognize that you need to make something big happen and you have to go for it. But like, this was like, <laughs> I think there were some other options you could explore first. Cause if you're paying attention whatsoever, you know, there's a Reba four plus Emily than the other four. Yeah. I mean, you of course have to wait to see how the vote thing shakes out, but you could get your four work. Emily for a D vote who we, I mean, not that Kendra knew this, but we just saw that Emily is thinking at some point soon, we need to go after D. Yeah. 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 Like I, I mean, I was thinking like bring up a different name, but yeah, you could even target D and just like not broadcast it in front of one of her longtime Alliance members. Yeah. Especially when you don't know who's going to be on your side to vote with you. Yeah. Like if, if you have, no allies. If you if you if you lose two of your potential four or five votes, you want to just make yourself tiny. Like you don't want to be seen. Yeah. Yep. Just, just turtle away, and she did the opposite of whatever turtling is. It's like a peacock. There it is. Like, spread your feathers. Make yourself known. There it is. Uh, at the journey, Austin, Emily, and Couture arrive. They find a sign that says "Go on a trek, pick a path." So exciting. So much fun. They do. It's a logic math problem. It's um, without changing the order of the numbers. I think it's just nine through one, just down in order, I believe. So without changing the order of the numbers and using three plus signs and one minus sign, solve the equation so it equals 100. They have three minutes to complete it and get one guess. Austin gets it right. Couture and Emily both get it wrong, losing their votes. Great. Any other comments on this? I I mean, I kind of liked the puzzle or problem, but just you know, add, maybe just, just for like, yeah, maybe maybe just put that in like a challenge. Yeah, or, or make yeah, make that the the ending puzzle to a yeah immune challenge. Do whatever obstacle course, whatever nonsense you're gonna do. Finish with that. That is not what happened. No, it was used very stupidly. Um, back at camp, Austin. Tells the group that he also lost his vote, which I love that. 
keep it a secret, keep the numbers a secret. Um, and now with seven people, only seven people having votes, um, their group of four has the easy majority. And I think they can probably trust that Emily would tell them the truth. And then Katura at that point, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. Dean. Hmm? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just kind of nodding along. Okay. So D and Julie talk and Julie actually wants to stick with the sanctuary plan to vote out Jake. And while, so her plan to vote out Jake and D's plan to vote out Kendra are both partially motivated by emotion. D's makes a thousand percent more sense. Because yeah. Julie's putting her trust in people who she has actively worked against. Yeah. Versus yeah, like versus trusting the people you've worked with from the beginning. If we're giving her the benefit of the doubt, it's like maybe she thinks that this would open a door for her down the road, but I mean like or maybe she thought that she could get the other Rebas on board with this, but she seems to think she needs like she wants to work with Kendra and Bruce on this to get out Jake. Yeah, Which, the only only justification for that would be like maybe I create an opportunity down the road to like get out a strong player in my group if I'm already building a foundation with these people, but that just seems super unlikely. Yeah, because she even says in a confessional she wants to go to the end with D, which is a losing proposition. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's her mindset. So you would want to work with D to make that happen. I mean, as long as you get out Bruce, right? Yeah. Hey, man, he, if he, he keeps winning immunity. He gives Mike Holloway his way to a win. That is. There's a long way to go, but it would certainly make things interesting. It sure would. Bruce, I mean, what did what did Caleb say at Tribal? Bruce has been safe for like 16 of 17 days. Yeah. Which is. Yeah nonsense it's hilarious nonsense um so we go into tribal with two options of, of a vote but it's also very anticlimactic anyway because it's just which way is this group going to decide it's not group a versus group b it's the only group with any sort of power just deciding who they're gonna vote out yeah so tribal was as usual whatever except for <laughs> this was this blew my mind it shouldn't have given that it's Kendra, but it blew my mind. <laughs> they're they're talking about um the 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 lost vote. And Drew says something to the effect of they all came back, they said they lost their vote, and then you need to calculate do you believe them or not? And and they they cut to Kendra and she's like looking confused. And I was like, what what is she realizing right now? Like this could be interesting. And then it wasn't. And then Jeff says, Kendra, what do you think? What do you think about that? Because you, you seem to have reaction. And she says something basically to the effect of, well, I hadn't considered that they could be lying. Well, yeah, she like thinks that she caught Drew like she's like, oh, do you know that someone has an extra vote? Like, I thought that's kind of how it went. And he's and like, the, well, no, I'm just explaining the strategy. Yes. Drew Drew's exact response was that's just the strategic implication of the twist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolute king with that comment. That was yeah. that was incredible. Like, I don't think it meant to be condescending, but it for sure came off as condescending. <laughs> just that's just the strategic implication of the twist. <laughs> and yeah. that was that was pure gold. That that was a great moment. Um, no idols are played. No mantis are played. Do you think there was any chance that Bruce was going to pull out his idol for Kendra? No, I never really considered it. It crossed my mind, but just because it always does when there's an idol in potentially in play and they're kind of working together. Um, but yeah, it didn't really seem too likely that it would that it would happen. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting about the vote is that Emily, like the lead up to the vote, Emily got a lot of screen time for discussing the plans when she didn't have a vote. Mm -hmm. And again, edit, the edit foreshadowing, can, the edit can mean a lot of things, but to give someone that kind of airtime when they have no direct influence 
on the result of that tribal council. Just something to maybe keep in mind. Yeah, I I don't mind that. All right, down to down to eight, Jared. Down to eight. Down to eight. Getting to quarterfinals, the as they say. They don't in Survivor. Because <laughs> then it's down to seven. You know, everyone left says a 12.5% chance of winning, though. Ah, the classic Jeff math. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Makes, makes a good sound bite, but it's just not, not mathematically statistically true whatsoever and like 12 and a half percent is like a really underwhelming number too like for a likelihood of winning like guys you all have a 12 and a half percent chance of winning the game now oh okay well, i don't know if you're if you're talking about opening super bowl odds what is the i mean it's granted out of 32 teams but what is the the highest percentage usually like 20 percent? <laughs> yeah that's probably about right yeah, so you're the favorite out of 32 at 12%. But unfortunately, in this case, there's eight people left. So, yeah. Uh, let's let's do some talking about, like, who has a chance at this point? So I, I think the question that I have right now is, does anyone outside of the Rebas and Emily, so, so Bruce, Katura, and Jake, do those three have any chance to win? Hmm. I'm, I would say maybe Jake, like for the same reason as like Owen, you know how he was like, everything went against him and he and just kind of, he's kind of, he's finds a way to just hang around. Yeah. Like the underdog story and, I mean, he's just like so lost, though. Um, mm -hmm. So it would be the wrong decision if they picked him to win. But like, yeah, he's he's losing people that he can beat. He probably needed Kendra to stick around. I think his optimal final three was was Kendra and Julie, and he can maybe do it with Julie and Bruce if Bruce doesn't actually change his social strategy. We'll say. Just because people would be could be so annoyed with him that they wouldn't want to vote for him, and Julie, people like seem to like Julie, but I don't know how much respect she's getting as a game player. I think any, yeah. I think he, I think for Jake to win, he has to go with those two, and and still make a couple moves between now and the finale. Yeah, yes, that's pretty unlikely then, but um, it can happen. Yeah, maybe. But I think maybe for any of you, talk me out of that. But I, I think Bruce. It just, I just, I can't. I mean, it's Survivor. Nothing would, would, would truly, completely shock me. But I just don't see an avenue for, for Bruce to win at this point. I don't, I don't yeah. really see an, an avenue for Katura. Nothing. I mean, there's always an avenue, but nothing, nothing that feels that likely or plausible. But for the the Rebas and Emily, I think I mean granted that's five out of eight people, but I think they all have a lot of different ways they can go. Yeah, I would say Julie is definitely fifth out of those five for like winning probability. Yep. Um, because like she would need to be left with Bruce and Jake or Katura, right? Like, yeah, I actually, I, I forgot about Couture and mentioning Jake. Those four to win have to go with two of the other four, yeah, or two of the other three, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's just gonna be gonna be tough to get to that point. Um, I, I hope, I hope Julie doesn't say, like, oh, I'll go with with D and Austin, and they'll and people can't decide between them, so they'll split votes and I'll take what's left because that never works. Right. It just becomes a, yep. a close vote between the two and then you're left with nothing. Yeah. And um, I I was kind of thinking about this during the episode and it seems like all the Rebas are like and, and I'll put Emily in instead of Julie. 
Um, or maybe just exclude both of them and do like D, Austin, and Drew. But they're all kind of like interchangeable. Like if you put any of the three in the final three with the other two not there, like they're just going to win. And it, that's kind of weird, like just thinking about it, because I was trying to be like, oh, who's who's in the best position to win? And it's like whoever is deemed the least of a threat within Reba. <laughs> like that's kind of how I see it playing out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super interesting that way. Cause I, I was seeing it the same way. I was trying to figure out who I would, how I would power rank them, and you can make the argument for for any of them. Like if you put those three in any order, I wouldn't really quibble with it. I don't think. Yeah, I think that would probably be the most interesting final three, just because it would, on paper, to us at least, seem to be so even. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot can happen too. I mean, Austin yeah. has <laughs> plenty of game left. Austin has two idols, like, but everyone I, knows I, about them. Yeah, I know, but it's just like you can still do the right thing with them. Like, you, you can still use them, usefully. or he can do the wrong thing and be like James. Uh, he definitely could. <laughs> he could do that. But the other thing is, let's see. So idols can be used through the final. Five. I, I wonder if, if he's gonna try to just hold it until he can, he can only use them at two more tribals and then just use them at the last two chances. Yeah, I mean he's he's getting close, and and he's not like a weak challenge player. Like he could win challenges too. Yeah, he could easily be immune. So it's seven, it's eight, six, seven. He could easily be immune for the next four votes, one way or another. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I'd like that. That would kind of be like the most boring outcome. If it, I think it'd be boring if he say he makes it through the next two and then he just uses the idols to use them. But like if, if he senses he's being targeted next week and he uses one to save himself, like and then wins immunity, wins immunity, uses his last idol. I don't think that'd be boring, but there is the potential for if he immunity, immunity idol idol that would be boring because the idol wouldn't be needed i mean i mean it wouldn't necessarily be needed he's just using it because he has to use them but i mean we'll see i i just hope they get used or he gets blindsided with one or both a good idol blindside is always good and we love idol plays so yeah yeah i'm I'm not even sure who I would say overall is has the has the most win equity right now. Like honestly, maybe Emily. I think you could be right. I think she's like she's far enough away from that group where like all the targets, like it's easy to just say, like, we need to get the Rebas out. And like she's kind of like not in the group, but she is. She is for voting purposes, but she's probably not for target purposes. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Yeah, and the way the way her story is being told, I try not to buy too much into the winner's edit, even before the new the new era when Erica and Marianne got so like especially Erica got so under edited. I try not to buy into the winner's edit because they want to show the best TV show they can. And if Emily getting featured makes the best episode, even if she goes out in sixth place, they're going to do that. But there's just something about it that feels like she makes a deep run. Like more so than, than D or Austin or, or Drew, I think. Yeah. Call it a gut feeling, but that's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, they're they're intentionally telling a story with her for sure. Yes. And it might just be she had the best story to tell, considering yeah. how how badly she started off. Um but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Cuz like I, think about like Drew good player could definitely see him winning, but like they are not really doing anything with him. No, he gets some good one-liners here and there. That he he's pretty good confe- at confessionals. Um, but yeah, his his and Austin's story, aside from Austin's sandwich vengeance, which is a, a great story, let's be Maybe honest. Maybe the best story of the season. 
their games have kind of been, and same with D and Julie, their games have kind of been the same from day one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good since day one, but yeah, but there's, there's no real like fluctuation with what they've done. There's not a whole lot of development. And if there's none to be had, there's none to be had, you know, if that's just way, the way the game's going, you know, they can't show what's not there on, mm-hmm. on the, on the screen, on the, on the tape. So, but yeah, Emily, I think does easily have the best, best story. And narratively, she'd be the best winner. Now, gameplay wise, we'll see what happens in the last, last few votes here. But I think I'd give her the, the edge right now. But a lot of different paths can happen be- between now and then. A lot of paths I would be okay with. Yes. And that's what you want right now. Mm-hmm. I think, I think for me, Kendra was the last player to go out again, as things stand now where I won't be in a vacuum upset with any of these winners. Now, if, if, if a certain player beats a certain other player that I disagree with, that might be one thing, but just there are ways for each of these players to win where I can be okay with it. Yeah. And very unlikely, but maybe best possible outcome is actually one we have not mentioned and it's Katura and Bruce sitting next to each other at final tribal. A little reminiscent of, of Sandra and Russell, just Sandra just tries to get him out the entire <laughs> game. Just can't do it, but that still pulls off the win. I, I just need the, the conflict. And them trying to be like all buddy, buddy at the day 26 breakfast. Uh huh. Oh, be perfect. Yeah. This is why we need the final two to come back so we can have Bruce and Couture the final two. Yeah. No, you can only do that the season that Sari finishes third, though. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. And she's not on this season, so it's going to be three. You see, she finished fourth in Big Brother. Uh, I heard she was making a deep run, but I did not know where she finished. Fourth or fifth. Yeah. Just clap. Sadly. Classic Suri. Yep. Not her not being able to do well, just like classic reality show result of an icon getting cut out short. It's just not meant to be. Oh, there was something, I can't remember who it was, like variety, maybe. It was they somehow with Suri, they were talking about oh, it was like the 10 most powerful women in reality TV, some really obscure list. And in it, Southeast and it, Michigan. <laughs> It at least had good broad broad strokes, but it, it said Suri was the only four-time player in Survivor's history. Well, that's just not correct. Like, it's not even the only four-time female player. <laughs> There's been someone that's played five times. But he hasn't played four. He's played more than four. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, but just like... Such an easy thing to fact check. <laughs> and I can't remember, I think it was Variety. It was like, whoever it was, it was like a legitimate publication. It wasn't some like just random reality star with a Z dot dot org or some nonsense like that. It was like an actual, actual site that did it. Yeah. Well. And just, just blatantly just not doing research or not fact checking the research that was done, I guess. Yeah. Not important. No, funny, but not important. Let's get the clicks. Hate clicks are as, just as just as valuable as regular clicks. Hopefully, it's, that's not you know what we're doing here. It's the it's the Howard Stern effect. You know you know you know that's that. <laughs> uh, I don't know the stat, but I but the I general can, idea that yeah. the people who hate Howard Stern listen like three times as long <laughs> as the people who actually like him. Uh, nice, good stuff. All right. Any last thoughts, comments, complaints, compliments? Uh, so nine. No, I, I hope there's a lot of people listening that hate us after hearing that. Hey, a listen's a listen. Like I said. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. I hope everyone has or had, depending on when you're listening to this, a, a great Thanksgiving. Hope you can get a nice long weekend in, and we'll see you back next week for episode ten. Get into the the stretch run here. So I have forty five. Uh, make sure you're subscribed, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you listen. We're, we are there. Follow us on Twitter at LlamaTalkPod, Instagram at TalkingLlamaPod. 
For Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambridge, and we will see you next time for another Scoop with a Crispy.